Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to Grim Encounters. We are a chill third edition tabletop role-playing actual play podcast based in the lovely Chicagoland world. Um, normally, we are fighting creatures in the unknown, but today, due to some scheduling conflicts, it's just Robert and I, and we are going to talk about, we're going to do a little deep dive like we did with the lycanthropes. Um, but this, deep, deep dive. Yeah, but this time we're going to do the undead, which is what we're dealing with right now in our current story. The undead um, are classified as things that have come back from like the grave, um, separated from like ghosts and vampires. Um, ghosts are more like 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 spirits that have something they need to fulfill. Um, and undead are like they're brought back by unnatural causes or some of them just bring themselves back um, and then vampires are separated just because they're so vastly different even though they are still technically undead yeah see I was wondering about that when you, when you say this topic I was like what what is te- technically classified as undead to you know within the chill world just because there is so much that can be considered undead. Um, yeah, so so like based on uh, Ruby Garretts, which is the like the main person who like created the Garrett system in uh, Save that helps classify these these monsters, these creatures. Um, Uh, she, uh, she, divi- she, des- uh, she defines the classification system as um, the animated body of a dead person or a creature. Um, and technically, vampires fit, but um, she put the, she put vampires in a separate category um, because of their like cultural significance. Uh, and like she she goes over that a lot more in like the vampire sections of like save history and stuff. Um, but basically, it's just like it, she felt um, irresponsible to put them together um, just because they're so vastly different, even though they share similarities. Right. Um, okay. And the, yeah. And then they separate ghosts just because uh, ghosts usually require like uh, like when you guys did the uninvited guest, it required you to like go through a sequence of events to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and usually ghosts are, they're not as, like, murderous as undead. They're usually, like, a lot less violent. Um, still violent, but as we'll get into it, some of the, some of these uh, creatures are pretty, pretty nasty. And then, like, inside of the undead, 
Um, there's like the basic ones, like, um, like your, like your, uh, they're, you know, like your zombies and stuff. Um, then, you know, most of them are, uh, different from each other and there's different ways to handle them. Um, and they're all separated by like, usually by their motives and how they come back. Um, because zombies are either created or they pull themselves from the grave, um, in different ways. Like there's, there's eight types uh, there's bestial, forlorn, possess- possessive, servitors, unbidden, unhallowed, vengeful, and then uh, zombie masters are their own category. Um, Interesting. So, like, you don't have to be a human to be an undead. Like how we saw in the last case, you guys fought um, a rat king, which is a yes. bestial undead. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it was just like a, its own thing. I didn't realize that it was considered undead. Yeah, they were undead. I just, I said it like once, um, but it was like right when you guys were killing it. So it kind of got overshadowed. Because <laughs> um, they're not very tough. They're just like, they usually rely on their like scare tactics, but um, they, I kept, they kept failing their like <laughs> all their, their roles. But yeah. I mean, so, there's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. I mean, it worked for you guys. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they're bestial, um, which uh, they're bestial, and then they were being used as servitors, which they were like serving the devoted. Um, okay, but that was probably because of whatever the the big bad guy is right now. Uh, yeah, because normally they wouldn't work together. They they don't like hate each other or anything like that. But um, they're usually not as organized. They usually just kind of wreck havoc. Um. Uh, but yes, so animals can become ghosts, and they can also become undead creatures. Uh, usually this happens because they were treated violently or brutally in life. Uh, but that can't be the only factor. Um, like Sometimes people can bring them back, like that are using like evil way disciplines or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like for example, um, like a dog that was, you know brutally beaten and stuff and you know killed by its owner could come back as an undead to take vengeance on its owner oh that's scary yes a poetic a poetic justice in a way but still dangerous because once they finish that task they kind of just wreck havoc they don't just go away oh yeah so they don't uh they're not like uh they fulfill their you know desire or unfinished business and then move on they Uh, they stick around that's what separates them from ghosts um, and makes them more dangerous is that like they don't need to have a desire or anything. It's just sometimes they do. And then once that's done, it's just like, well, I guess I'll go killing. Like, <laughs> um, and like one of the scariest monsters in, in this game um, is a bestial undead. And in my opinion, like it scares me the most. Um, the picture is awful. <laughs> like I hate it. I hate this one so much. Um, but it's called the Undead Brood. Ooh. Um, it says, uh, the Undead Brood is a reanimated, like, slaughterhouse animals. Oh, boy. Uh, it's like, calls any group of, uh, save calls any group of animal carcasses that get back up after humans killed them in mass and undead brood. So like 
a lot of times save will see them pop up in like slaughterhouses or like you know like maybe like a, a serial killer like kills a bunch of animals you know what i mean yeah and they basically combine together together in this like horrific like mass of just undeadness uh and there's like a it's like it's phil it's written in the way um in the book in like a uh what's that like like blair witch like how like it's like a found footage oh okay yeah yeah yeah. it's like written out like it's transcribed and it's like an account of like these four envoys fighting one and it ends up killing them all (laughs) because it's so dangerous because like they start killing it and like it starts exploding and like bone shards are going into them and stuff oh god they're like killing it and like a leg pops off and starts attacking them like <laughs> like it is like it's it's like so horrifically comical, <laughs> um. But it's That's... it's it's awful because just the way it's written, it like they like describe the sounds. <laughs> God, um, no. But yeah, so like someday we may see that just because of how if it scares me, I couldn't imagine it not scaring you guys. Um, oh, things to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> um. And let's see, the only other undead bestial besides, like, like they give an example for in this book is the undead pet. Uh, it's usually when, like, a beloved pet dies in a sudden or violent way. Uh, the unknown brings it back as a hideous mockery of itself. Uh, think of, like... Oh, that's just wrong. Like, Pet cemetery almost, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Isn't that in that movie, like, they bring the cat back, right? Yeah, but it's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe, like, the pet, like, kills its master and then brings it back as a, as a corpse. <laughs> so, like, it's actually, it's qualified as more dangerous than the undead brood, which is funny to me. Like, yeah. Like, Sergeant Sprinkles will die and then, <laughs> like, killed by the neighbor kid <laughs> or whatever. And, like, he's he's more dangerous than, uh, than this mass of corpses. Um, but yeah, then I guess the Rat King that we saw too, that was like, I found that one in, um, it was in one of the books as like a, like they just talked about it. Okay. Um, in one of the cases, um, and they kind of had some stats for it, but I like, I, I fleshed it out. So that's technically like one of the first monsters I've created for this game. Um, oh, that's cool. Like it was like half created and then I, I gave it some stuff. Uh, yeah. But, like, the lore was there. I just kind of, like, fleshed it out a little bit to make it more dangerous because I've realized that you guys are pretty strong. So I can I can throw danger like more monsters at you at a time, like we saw with the zombies. I mean, you don't have to, but, I mean, <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> and the, you guys are pretty good against the Ganabe, too, so. That was a tough fight. That was a tough fight. That was a crazy fight. Um but yeah, that that's really all about they have about the beast show. They they go into more like like descriptions because this is, this is, this book is all written uh, by a guy named Alex Martin Post in the the lore. So hmm. uh, similar to their monsters book they released, like the monsters book was all from like the POV of um, Ruby Garrett. Okay, which is yeah. like the creator of the system. Um, yes. 
the the and uh, so this is written by a man named Alex Martin Post who has come up when you guys were researching. I don't know if you remember. Um, but, I, I, I might have missed that name. Yeah, one the of process. the it, well, it was like when Frank was researching. So, right. Uh, one I usually thing, tune out when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> well, that's it, on par for Wesley. So, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he came up because he's like the like the head undead researcher in Save. Mm-hmm. And he he suffers from like this disease that doesn't let him remember like short term stuff. So oh, he has to write okay. everything. He has to write everything down. Yeah. Um, and it's it's from like an encounter with a creature. Um, so he technically is he he is no longer on the field. He is like a kind of like how Dax is. Like he he stays in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I can understand why. Yeah. But uh, so it's all from his point of view. So it's like it's him. It's him re- recounting stuff. And it's it's pretty interesting. Um, and then we go into the forlorn. And uh, they're like they come back because of like love. Oh, okay, classic love story. Got it. Yes. So like, Saving Voice tend to have trouble with this one because they have a, a good reason to come back. Right. But they're doing bad things. Like they're willing to kill for it. Um. Or it's like they had a crush. They had like an obsessive crush on someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they have like these these like things where they they want to convince the object of their affection to listen to them, to talk to them, or just even kiss them. Um, but they're like undead creatures, so they're like horrifying. I can imagine that's pretty tough for them. Um, and they tend to like like let's say, oh, there's a forlorn after you. Um, and you're showing affection to someone else, they'll kill that person. Oh. That you're showing affection a, to. A little harsh, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, what it does is it leaves a lot of people, like, traumatized. Um, because, again, they're, they're just like, there's this zombie that's coming after you. Uh, let me see, like, some examples of some forlorns. There's the macabre suitor, macabre suitor. It says sometimes the unknown latches onto someone suffering from acute loneliness or desperately daydreaming of love and romance, in the moment of their death. Oh. And it it seeks to corrupt and spread them by creating macabre suitors. They seem alive but are ultimately incapable of any true feelings. And they still got like the zombie look and everything, or like the undead look. So the picture they have is like it looks like the fawns, but um, their skin is like <laughs> droopy. Oh. And I believe they can talk. Oh. So it's like, just, <laughs> like, it's all kinds of upsetting. So yeah, here is like the like quote for it. It says, "My love, my dark angel, angel, my savior, come and visit me tonight. Whisper truth and death to me. Kill me in the moon's." pale light and that that's like quoted as like something that they witnessed oh my that's just yeah that's a little uh yeah no i don't like that i don't like that at all and they have a lot of disciplines holy cow 
Just just what we need. <laughs> um so that that would be a fun like that'd be fun to play around with. I, I hope you're air quoting the fun part, right? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> um and then the other one they give is the obsessive undead. Okay. It says at first blush, this type of forlorn seems to rise from a love too powerful for death to contain, which the unknown twists into a horror. Um, the initial impression is misleading. The obsessive undead are something else entirely. So, like, it says in life they obsessed, had an unhealthy attachment to its current victim. So, like, mm-hmm. people who stalk people. Uh, yeah. Stuff like that. Um and the picture of that one is just like it looks like a it looks like a person in a hoodie, and they have a knife and they are carving the person's name into their wrists. So it's like I'd a say super, that's a little unhealthy. Yeah, it's like a super stalker, <laughs> except there is a humpy. <laughs> I oh that's that's a terrible like. No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Oh, uh, one a of stalker his, who's a zombie. Yeah, one of no. its ability is hunter's mark. So it just lets them know where the person is. At all times, yeah. Just like, hey. <laughs> I'm right here, don't worry. Yeah. Ugh. Um, but yeah, so and uh let let us see. Let's go into the next one here. The possessive undead. Their motives are so the possessive are slightly different, but they're they're similar to the forlorn. Um they uh, they try to protect, guard, or watch over someone or something. Uh, okay. And he like warns that it's easy to feel sorry for these ones because um, they they're like what they're trying to do isn't evil. Right. But what they're doing is what they're going how they're doing it's bad. Right. Right. Yeah. So like a dead father will become possessive, a possessive undead over his son. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, someone bullies him, and then he kills that person, like, <laughs> um, just to keep them safe. Kind of like, uh, what am I thinking of? It's like, never, never mind. I, it's, it's like that just like triggers something. Like, I know it's like, mm, okay, never mind. Skip me. I pass. Okay. <laughs> um, they're actually qualified as. Um, they're second only to the vengeful undead in terms of sheer brutality. Like it says, they are capable. For example, ripping a car door off the hinges and beating people to death with it. Oh my god! Yeah. So I guess the power okay. of love. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a love story, man. I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you, human love fucks people up, man. <laughs> it do. It really do. Um, and then. This one came up in the recent episode, but the Scarecrow is a possessive undead. Oh. Man, um, I, I was kind of wishing it was a Scarecrow we were going against that. That just sounded cool. It is cool. Probably wouldn't have been, but... It's a lot more grotesque than the Devoted. Uh, they're faceless. And, okay. And uh, they keep watch over the unhallowed ground that marks where they died. Um. So, like, oh. like, a, like a preacher would watch over his... His like church. Um, so so does that mean they would actually stray a decent like a like a decent distance away from it, or would they like are they kind of like locked in then? It seems like they kind of stay where they're going. Okay. Uh, 
At least that's an upside for it. <laughs> it says some scarecrows rise from people who vowed formally or informally to protect or watch over a place and then died there. Okay. Um, like sometimes prisoners or enslaved laborers can become scarecrows. Um, sometimes people who had evil curses became scarecrow. But like the picture I mean, is, it, it looks like a scarecrow, except mm -hmm. the face is like a bloody, is like bloody and there's no eyes. Um, so even more horrifying. Got it. Yeah. Um, and like. <laughs> What they do is they the scarecrow lies still or props itself up in a conspicuous position, waiting for someone to come close. Okay. It's just seeking not to kill but to wound before it terrorizes its victims. So it 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 messes with people before it kills them. Uh, well, you're not supposed to play with your food, but okay. <laughs> uh, the second one they give is the travailing undead. Travailing undead, is that what you said? Yeah, it says travailing. Okay. Yeah, T-R-A-V-A-I-L-I-N-G. Okay. They're so named for the agony of childbirth. Are the unliving corpses who've mothered, of mothers who died while giving birth. Oh, oh, okay. They, These cadavers steal back their babies from hospital maternity wards and break into their former homes to whisk toddlers away. <laughs> that's that's fucking dark <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah some of these monsters i'm like that's fucked up i don't know if i ever want to deal with that um uh, i don't i mean uh that's just that, that reminds me of like the stone baby um one of the monsters i'm never i'm never gonna touch mm -hmm. just because it's all about it's like a, a child that died during birth um, and its main goal is that it just wants to be it just wants to be born so it like kills women oh and like opens their belly up and stuff it's like something i'm like i don't think i'm gonna deal with that one no no i wouldn't want to either that's a little yeah, kid stuff kid stuff isn't that great i don't like dealing with like messed up kid stuff you know yeah yeah no i i totally agree with you on that one um, and this one, it, it falls into that similar category. Like, I almost didn't even want to bring it up, um, but it, it is, like, an example. And it it, it, mm -hmm. it gives a good range of what uh, the possessive undead can be. Like, it, it can be this sad. Like, dealing having, uh, like, a group of envoys dealing with that would be hard. Yeah. Because now there's, That'd be a very kid, rough. there's a kid involved. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about it right now. Mm -hmm. No, that's just that's a little too much. A little too real. <laughs> a little too, yeah, very, yeah. But that's that's the good thing about chill is it lets you pick what what kind of horror you want, and and even in the book it says it gives like examples of different types of horror like like campy and gothic and gore and like dark and like all of these different types of like horror in like our culture, uh, right? And the monsters fit. Some of them can be anything. Like vampires can be anything. Yeah, yeah. But then some of them are like specifically for that type of horror. Like the the undead brood is definitely in like a, a gore or like a campy, right? Like because it's kind of goofy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's still terrifying in its sense. And then like for example, the travailing undead is de very much in like a dark real world kind of sense of horror. 
Like, mm-hmm. If there was undead things, like that was a thing that would be more likely to happen because it's such a traumatic right. experience. Um, and then we could kind of brush over this next one. Um, they're the servitors. Um, servitors. They're basically like the undead minions. Um, they can be as weak as just like zombies or animated corpses, which are two separate things. Um, uh, skeletons, which we saw in your, in uh, your backstory. Yep, those are servitors. Yeah. They don't think. They don't. All they do is listen. Um, and then we have the un- the the devoted, which I believe devoted. I believe is a servitor. Yes, and we just dealt with that one. Um, yes. So they don't they don't always have to be like these like like really like weak minions that are just kind of brainless. Mm-hmm. Um they can be like this guy. Um which which is, you know, we we saw we saw how it acts like it plans and it tricks and it deceives and all of this stuff. Yeah, a little smarter than we thought. Yeah, and the devoted is scary because it looks like a person. Like you can't even tell which save doesn't know why or how, but um, for as long as it does, as long as they've been fighting the unknown, they don't know much about it. That's that's almost more scary, not knowing. <laughs> I know. Like, there's actually a theory where they're not sure that them fighting it is actually making it worse. Like, them recognizing the creatures is actually giving them more power. Oh, there's like a oh yeah. <laughs> That's like a terrible concept. Like, okay, no, I, okay. Yeah, you're, you're feeding it power by knowing of it. Yes. Uh, and like, that's how people will be like, oh, that's how the deceiver, that's how he, it's how he works. Yeah. Because the more people that know of him, he becomes more powerful. Um, and it would make sense as like a creature that's based on lies and schemes. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't, I don't know if we'll ever fight the deceiver. <laughs> I mean, at this rate, or if he'll just keep being like the anime protag, anime antagonist. <laughs> Which I kind of maybe like, I kind of like the idea of him just like always, always getting away. <laughs> right, he's he's always there, but you're never gonna get him. And it, it probably because I gave him a fun voice. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I like doing that too much. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> like I gave Jeremiah a pretty standard bad guy voice, so it's like, ah, oh, okay, and just kill him. <laughs> but, right. Um. Yeah. I don't know if you listened to the last episode. Uh. Yes, I thought I did. Um, but I put I put in a uh, like a after the scene, like a in credit scene. Did I listen to the full thing? I might not have listened to the full episode. Now I'm thinking about it. I don't yeah. remember that. I have to go back and listen now. But yeah, let's. I put in an end credit <clears throat> scene with the Deceiver. That kind of explains huh. some stuff. No, no, I'm, okay, give me like an hour or so. I'll be right back. I'm going to go <laughs> listen. And then, oh, Just kidding. Uh, but yeah, so Servitors, pretty straightforward. Um, they're kind of like, there's Servitors that aren't undead in the chill universe. Um, like Gammon... And cursed dolls, um, stuff like that. Uh, like they they just kind of work for them. Okay. Another like uh, undead 
that's because that is possessive i believe is a mummy the mummy in the book my mommy yeah like uh, it's literally just a mummy (laughs) (laughs) but they they stay to like where they're buried and stuff and they attack people who come to them okay okay uh, kind of boring, but uh, it's a classic yeah, monster. I, it's like your typical, your typical mummy story. So, yeah, actually, the uh, the leader, the 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 founder of the save, his mm-hmm. name was Charles something. I can't remember. Um, uh, I think it's in my notebook of notes. We were talking about it, but I don't remember his name now. Yeah, that's he went on an excavation to like an Egyptian like tomb, and mm-hmm. got torn like got torn apart by mummies. <laughs> Oh, so like That's a little rough. Uh, well, they they don't know. They never found his remains, but everyone else was torn apart by mummies because <laughs> they oh, they just kind of conclusion to come to. They just kind of rip and tear people. Um. Then we got the unbidden. Unbidden. Yeah, they like they're. They uh, they inhabit a person's dead corpse, so they're almost like a ghost, but they create undead stuff. So like, they're they're kind of like hard to describe. Uh, yeah, oh. like they don't have understandable human motives. They don't care if you find something important to their host's body. They usually won't even respond to the host's name. Uh, sometimes they're smart enough to like fake it, but they're but that's what takes them. That's what makes them not ghosts. Is they have that like unemotional unattachment that the undead creatures have. Yeah, but they like ride people around like go karts. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I imagining them like like it's a Mario Kart race just with people <laughs> throwing shells and stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, and then, so, like, a good example of an, an unbidden undead is a lich. Oh, okay. Because, like, you could burn the body of a lich, and it, the spirit will just inhabit another body. Right, right. So that gotta, makes sense. Yeah, you gotta do, like, certain things to get rid of it. Uh, the lich is actually a really powerful undead in the universe. Um, it's one of the, It's one of the, like, handful of monsters that can have that's a master so it has it has unknown below it um like how jeremiah had undead creatures below it yeah stuff like that okay um but yeah they literally just drive corpses around until they disintegrate and then get a new one that's and they have like some terrible abilities they actually use chill Oh, which is like a really powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like up there. Mhm. And they have a special ability to them called possession, which lets them possess people. But they're the only ones that have that? Uh, like that's well, their own thing or is that like something So like some of them some of the creatures will have like abilities that are either like variants of other abilities or they're their own. Um I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's just like a variant of a different ability, but it is. It is like it has its own stat block, which that usually means it's special. 
Okay. Because like the other monsters, like I, if they have like exploit, I have to go look it up in the core book what exploit is. Yeah. Um, it doesn't give me like a description of it. Terrifying. Got it. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty scary. Um, let's see. Another one's called the Tormentor. Uh, they fit the classifications of undead because they possess corpse, but in actuality, a tormentor is a formless, unknown creature with an alien hunger for human despair. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Um, and it, it it can't feed when it's not in a corpse, so it has to get into a corpse. Um, and it is intelligent to scheme and plan ahead. That's that's like the scariest thing is when they're like somewhat smart. Just like, I, know. Uh, I don't know. That's just, that terrifies me. And like, uh, these books are really good at making you, because like when you think of undead, you're like, oh, they're dumb. Uh, right, right. Mindless, dumb. like zombies. That's what you think. When in like reality, it's like, yeah, they had, they sometimes will be like that if they don't get enough food or whatever. But if they're getting mm -hmm. all their food, they're pretty much not you know, not stupid. And I think that's why, uh, Mrs. Garrett separated, um, the, uh, the vampires. Yeah. Um, because um, they're all intelligent. Like, you know, all the vampires are intelligent. So, um, and they're not, they, they like, they all look human basically, except there's like that bug one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That kind of reminds me of. Uh, did you ever read the uh, Marvel Zombies? Yes. And you remember how like it, it's it's kind of like the opposite of them because when they fed, they would keep feeding, but if they let the hunger go long enough, they would actually start retaining their uh, like human, you know, brain thought process and all that stuff. Yes. So that's I love just, that series. It was a really good series. It's, it's very it really dark, was. but yeah. And that's Kirkman, though. I mean, very true. You let very Kirkman true. write write something, and it's gonna be fucking dark. And then you look at him, and he's like, "Hello, <laughs> my name is Robert Kirkman." <laughs> hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> I killed your favorite character. <laughs> Just sit back and laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. The next one would be the Unhallowed. Uh, Unhallowed. Yeah, they reanimate because they feel like they were dishonored or disrespected. Okay. Uh, uh, they're not like less dangerous than any of the other ones, but they're a lot less messy uh, because they don't necessarily want violence. They want, oh, okay. they just want respect, but they're willing to kill to get it. Um, so like okay. a, a soldier that was like not buried properly um, and disrespected in a way, or like someone who was tossed into a great like in a shallow grave. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me see the examples of these boys. When you said not as messy, I thought you meant they like cleaned up after themselves really well. <laughs> yeah, like, they're really you know. clean. <laughs> just, let me scrub this floor. I just killed this guy. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Wiping it up as he's eating an arm. <laughs> uh. Uh, they're, they're called the Drager. Drager. Uh, these they have two unique disciplines called Earth Swim and Omens. Oh, I don't like the way the first one smell sounds. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, 
It becomes a corporal swimming through the earth or stone to escape a tomb or pass through walls. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) You can't hide nowhere. Um, They're originally encountered in Scandinavia. Uh, They're plural is Draugr, like in Skyrim. Uh, They rise when a corpse isn't buried properly. It can be a, a careless arrangement that happened, a lack of traditional rites, or failing to bury it with the tools and riches it expects to carry it into the afterlife. Oh, that's all? Yeah. Um, but it's it's weird, though, because their skin's always a... It's either coal black, sickly blue, or chalk white. Oh. And they have an insatiable hunger for meat. There, there it is. There it is. Yep. <laughs> so they just they just start eating. Hungry boys. Ooh, this one's gross looking. It's called the Pokang. Pokong. So in Southeast Asia, the traditional Muslim way to bury a corpse is to wrap it in a shroud. Arcane Kefin. The shroud knots in several places, including beneath the feet. But the knots must be released after 40 days to free the spirit within. And if the knots are tied poorly or left tied for too long, or an an NM, excuse me, or an NM doesn't bless the dead with the proper holy rites, the body may rise as a pokang. Good to know. Gotta start, you know, putting them down the right way. So it's similar, like they're kind of like the Draeger, except the Draugr, except they are like a different cultural significance. Yeah, to yeah. It. Yeah, equally as scary, except this one is like in a. It's like tied in that thing, so it looks pretty grotesque. Like tied in awesome. that shroud. So it doesn't even table. take it off; it just sits sits in it. Yeah, and it has like sharp uh-huh. it has sharp fangs. <laughs> has do the chickens have sharp talons? <laughs> That's a movie I haven't thought of in a minute. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I used to when I worked at the video store. I watched I watched that movie like every night for like a year. I was That's I was so like se- semi obsessed with that movie. I don't know what it was. It was so bad but so good. It's like it's just funny. Like yeah. if someone hasn't seen it, I'm like I'm not mad at you. I feel bad for you because it's like <laughs> it it's like physical comedy. The jokes are good. Like the satire in it is just delicious. <laughs> like the whole scene it's... where he goes to the martial arts class. <laughs> <laughs> Think anybody want to get wants to get kicked by these? <laughs> God damn it! Uh, Forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, and last, before we get to the zombie masters, uh, we have the vengeful undead. Um, these are the creatures that come back for revenge, uh, and they are the most common category. Okay, so these are like our. Wait, are these kind of like our zombie typical zombies? Uh, these are like no because typical zombies are like the servitors okay okay uh think of like your headless horseman oh okay that, okay that yeah would be a vengeful undead um that makes more sense the chill version of the headless horseman is the headless rider and it's a and it's like a, a zombie on a motorcycle <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. And I do like that. A little note: the head that the zombie's holding is still wearing sunglasses. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's cooler than that? Come on, now. I want to be his friend now. 
I know. Give me um, rides all the time, you know. I don't mind riding in the back. Uh yeah, so like the actual the headless horseman was a headless rider. Like the like lore like that. Is that an American uh, myth or is that like a, a European myth? Like I never remember. I'm pretty sure it's a like early colonial America kind of myth. Okay. That's Actually, like a you question know. Dirks would know. <laughs> right, right. Hold um, on. But either way, I the uh I believe the legend is called the Headless Horseman of Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Yeah. Because that's what his references in here. Um but yeah, they're whatever you think it is, uh, with its like should... what? I was just looking it up. Yeah, it's an American folklore. Because hey. it says that it's uh uh traditional folklore uh holds the horseman was holds that the horseman was a Hassan, H-E-S-S-I-A-N, trooper who was killed during the Battle of White Plains in 1776. He was decapitated by an American cannonball, and the shattered remains of his head were left on the battlefield while his comrades hastily carried his body away. And that's just a little snippet of what I read on the internet. (laughs) On the internet. So, yeah. um, But, yeah, so... It's what it's exactly what you think it is, except it's a guy in a leather jacket riding a motorcycle. <laughs> much cooler, much cooler. much cooler. Um, and they have a unique ability called free passage. Okay, they just go wherever they want. Every closed portal in the area opens, even if it's locked, and an inanimate oh. barrier or impediment to the rider's passage forward crumbles. So, like a roadblock or. <laughs> Um, every door, everyone's like door is unlocked. I was gonna say it sounds like you just ride right through your door. Like I'm here now. Don't worry. The rider wields a long whip made of a human spine. <laughs> okay, now we're just getting into Ghost Rider territory. That's that's oh. I, literally what I'm hearing now. <laughs> it has detachable parts. It can control its head remotely and sense through its organs. This thing's cool. I, yes, I, yes. Like, I don't want to fight it, but it does sound very cool. When it uses its shriek discipline, um, it uses the engine on its motorcycle instead of screaming. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> that's of course so, it does. That's so campy and so fun. I love yes, it. Yes. Uh, okay, now I do kind of want to come across this. <laughs> Oh, and we're back to one that's gross. Awesome. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Called the Revenant. <laughs> because they tend to reopen old wounds and create messy, emotionally charged situations. <laughs> it rises on behalf of innocent people wrongly killed to whom the deceased had a strong attachment of some kind. It leads to envoys to complicated murder mysteries or injustices that originally had nothing to do with the unknown. <laughs> oh, that's even better. So he throws you off the off off his trail. Yeah, not even on purpose, just because it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just open up its chest and place like a, a heart. <laughs> I'll leave death right here. <laughs> but yeah, the picture's pretty gnarly. You gotta post some of these pictures when this comes out because <laughs> I, I, I kinda wanna see what they are now too. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do uh, I'm gonna do the headless the headless one for sure. I think oh, that's yes, my yes. favorite one so far. I've got I've got kind of like a, a soft spot for that story. I don't know why. I just thoroughly enjoy it. Well, yeah, it's very interesting, and it, it, honestly, it helps that I think it's because it's like an American myth, so we grew up with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, how come our myths, the American myths, are always like, kind of like, they're more cool than they are scary? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. What's up with that? Like the Sasquatch, like, <laughs> or like Loch Ness monster? <laughs> I don't even know if that's, that's American, but that's not. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, we don't have many, but they're not as cool. Was it like Mothman? Yeah, Mothman. Isn't that... Yeah, he's thick. So, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and I guess we'll talk about the zombie masters now. Um, I'm not going to get too in depth on this one um, because we're kind of dealing with it right now. So I don't want to have too many spoilers for anyone. Um, it's okay. Nobody else is listening. It's just me. <laughs> even if that's true. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Um, I'm just gonna read. I'm gonna read this paragraph that um, Alex uh, wrote in here. So I cannot overstate how terrifyingly, how terrifying and powerful these things are. I'm just now starting to dig into the research on the so-called Greater Zombie Master, but I've got enough data on the the Druge Nazu to do some preliminary work in the category. Uh, save also calls it a lesser zombie master, though I don't like that term because it makes it sound less impressive. <laughs> so there's lesser and greater. Yeah, I, well, I mean, yeah, I, I get where he's coming from, but either way, it's all scary. Yeah, uh, and they usually they usually become they usually become zombie masters by this thing by this thing, and this thing alone. Usually, uh, it says the zombie master supposedly asks some unholy power, the devil the unknown, something called the deceiver, depending on who you ask for magical abilities. Oh. So, like, they ask for power, and they get it, and it's kind of like the monkey's paw, right? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they get their hands and head torn off. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> yes. Um, and they are, like... They're, they can't inhabit other corpses. They live in that corpse. Oh. Uh, so their 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 arms are like their. I mean, their hands are cut off at the wrist, and their their uh, their arms become like these spikes, and their head is completely removed from their body. And that then they then they that is the zombie master, and they gives them the abilities from this unholy creature. Um to create more things. Yeah. So, it's got no it's got no head. How does it how does <laughs> how does it anything? I mean, I guess yeah, okay, not questioning it. We'll just go. <laughs> they're intelligent, they make plans, and they're terrifying. I mean, it sounds like it. I don't want to come across one. Yeah, Save is actually worried that some, like, that the few greater zombie masters there are, there's not many, but the ones that are, they're actually ahead of Save. Um, so, like, Save's trying to catch them, but they're, like, two steps ahead of them. 
Yeah. Uh, Which is scary. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't want nothing. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> so let's just hope uh, Jeremiah is not a greater one. Yeah, no, that's what I'm thinking. I don't, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> um, but can I, he just go away? Well, he can when you kill him. I guess that's true. <laughs> um, some side notes. Uh, a monster we didn't talk about because I don't know what category it goes in. Um, it's called the Trundler. Uh, this thing's wild looking. It like, it, it ha- it's like a body with like multiple arms sewn to it and like a head sewn to an arm. Like it's insane looking. Wait, like like where the hand goes or like? Yeah. Oh. Um, they're creatures from mass graves. Uh, the unknown oh. breathes life into the corpse of the victims and creates this creature. So it's kind of like the undead brood, except. Yeah. Just... Um, okay. And it reincarnates, so you have to kill it a certain way. Don't like those. I like this this like little like a uh, little uh, investigation interview on it. It says it's funny how a moment of anger can lead to so many regrets. I watched Edward leave the bar that night, and I was so angry I didn't care. I watched him stalk off past the road into the woods. I saw the light through the window near my bar seat. I ordered another beer as I watched him start slowly into the woods. And you know what I thought? I thought that would be good for him to get lost in there. Maybe never come back. And he didn't. We searched all through the swampy area the next day for his body and finally found him floating face down in a stretch of water. I can't help thinking about those lights. Why did he follow them? Um, Man, don't people know you don't follow lights into the forest? I mean, that's just like one-on-one right there. (laughs) Uh, The... uh... The, the the art for it also has uh, the hand is holding like a lantern with uh, two skulls sewn together with like fire in them. Okay, that does sound kind of metal though. Oh, it's metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. I don't know how I'd ever like we'd ever have a case around it really because I feel like it'd be solved pretty quickly. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, it's this thing. It's doing this. <laughs> right it's got too many like signs of hey this is this one specific it, thing it'd be a good first case yeah yeah it'd be a good first case i think um like i should have done like uh like the vampire was a decent first case but it was a little too complex i think that monster would have been better um just because it is it's straightforward, but still scary. Um, and there's still room for error and like, you could kill it, but you still, if you didn't do it right, it comes back. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so th- there's a tip out there for everyone in case you want to, you want to start playing. That's <laughs> start with that. <laughs> oh yeah. I do suggest starting with the trundler. Uh, it's in the core book. Um, there's not many undead in the core book. The book I mostly, I pulled this stuff from was the, uh, chill third edition, core book called the undead uh let's see uh yeah let's see the uh the writer what uh, the writers are Jacqueline Brick David Castro Joyce Ching Freya Crow Megan Fitzgerald 
Daniel Lozine, Michael Lyons McFarland, Michelle Lyons McFarland, Jonathan McFarland, Matthew McFarland, Morgan A. McLaughlin McFarland, and Rob Wyland. So it was a bunch of people wrote this book, and it's really good, um, especially if you like undead stuff. Uh, I've used it Change a lot that for kind our of game. thing. <laughs> yeah, I've used it a lot for our game, uh, especially this last season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they've been popping up a little more. But yeah, uh, do you have any more questions for me, Robert? Or I don't think so. This is just a fun little uh, get get to know your friendly undead, you know. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I like them. I think they're interesting. Um, I am excited to uh, get away from them a little bit in the next season. <laughs> <laughs> try out some other stuff because they're pretty gross and like yeah constantly engulfing myself in undead stuff um grosses me out so <laughs> yeah I, I i agree i agree but anyway um i think that's it i think that's all i had to talk about so cool cool did uh did you have anything else to say anything you want to you want to throw out there any any plugs or anything? Oh well, uh, I guess if we're plugging stuff, uh, I mean, I do stream on Twitch, so been playing a lot of Apex and uh, doing God of War series, trying to get through the whole series. I think I have two games left, that's so that's cool. exciting. Yeah, it's like finally, it's almost over, but it's so good. <laughs> I know, I know. Sometimes when you play Apex, I, I do, I do play with you a little bit too. Sometimes. Yep. Yep. Whenever we can get that, uh, our schedules to mesh. <laughs> I know, just kind of random. Like, you'll, I'll just be on, and you'll be on, and I'll just join, and you're like, oh, I'm streaming, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, and uh, my uh, Twitch handle is uh, Quiet Spider. You can also find me on Twitter and uh, YouTube as Quiet Spider 22 so. Yes. Can't forget um, to put those in there. Otherwise, they'll be like, who am I looking for? <laughs> Yeah, and I always have I always have your Twitter in our descriptions too. So if anyone wants to just click that, and then you'll be able to get to all of his stuff. So you should click on everybody's. Go say hello to everyone. Yeah, I know I do have a Twitter, and I I tweet sometimes. It's mostly <laughs> same, just, same. It's mostly just tweeting about my podcasts I'm doing. Uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of podcasts, uh, episode three. I guess it would be yeah, episode three of our. Uh, Anna and I's book podcast just went up at the time of this recording. It went up yesterday. Um, and I mention it because we read the first fear street book. Um, so it's like a, a teen horror book. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, written by RL Stein, the guy who wrote the goosebump books and it's really fun. And we're having a lot of fun with this podcast. So if you guys want to hear more of me, or Anna, or if you want to like read some books with us, uh, it's called Reading Isn't for Kids, and it's a book club podcast. <laughs> um, but besides that, I, I, that's all I got going on. I don't think the others are, uh, I don't think uh, Derek's is doing anything besides mini painting and working, so. <laughs> <laughs> But either way, uh, I want you all to have a good day 
I want you to make sure you drink a lot of water. And I want you to remember to uh, to stay spooked out there. <laughs>